Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now, the Coors Radio Network presents The Roy Green Show with Roy Green, keeping you informed and entertained. Now, here's Roy. Saturday edition of the Green Show on the Corliss Radio Network. Uh, next hour, we'll talk to Brian Lewis, former NHL referee, former NHL referee-in-chief, about the Dennis Weidman, what do we call it, collision? With Don Henderson, the linesman. Uh, it could cost Dennis Weidman of the Flames upwards of, what, 10, 20 games? He says it was unintentional. We'll see what happens. You'll hear from Brian Lewis on that. And um, the, conserv- the the liberals are saying, liberal party is saying, government is saying, that as far as the coalition attacking ISIS is concerned, they're now going to, uh, our government now, is going to focus on keeping Jordan and Lebanon stable. I have no idea what they're talking about. They've been criticized, of course, for declaring they're pulling the CF-18s out of um, out of bombing ISIS. But now they're saying they're going to keep Jordan and Lebanon stable. And talk to the uh, conservative defense critic about that a little later. The pipeline issue, though. I think we have a national unity mess developing here. And I, I mean, I'm not the only one saying that. We've heard it from politicians in Ottawa. Montreal Mayor Danny Kader and other mayors in the area, Montreal area, are saying no to energy east passing through Montreal and Quebec. We talked about that last weekend. And the Montreal mayor saying that Brian Jean, the uh, Wild Rose leader in Alberta, probably thinks the Flintstones is a documentary. We talked to Mr. Jean. Um, and uh, there's been return of fire to Denny Kader from Alberta and Saskatchewan. We've heard from Mayor Nenshi of Calgary. Rachel Notley, the NDP Premier of Alberta, they've charged, uh, challenged Mr. Kader. And the Prime Minister, he's on the fence. He says his job is to create consensus. Really? I thought the job was to lead, Mr. Trudeau. Anyway, I had an opportunity yesterday to speak with Ronna Ambrose, the interim leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, about this Energy East pipeline issue. I want you to have a listen to what she had to say. Listen closely, then we'll talk. Ms. Ambrose, uh, you've said that Albertans have a right to be angry because no one is standing up for them. Who are you directing that at? Well, I'm directing that at Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, especially because he is the Prime Minister of this country. He leads the country. And when someone like the mayor of Montreal, who is a mayor of a major metropolitan uh, centre in this country, takes a swipe at Albertans, you know, Mayor Cordero thought by insulting uh, one of the political leaders here in Alberta, saying he was thought the Flintstones would be a documentary, thought that was really funny. What he didn't realize is that he was insulting every Albertan because that that is exactly how they feel. They feel the same way that Brian Jean has, uh, you know, the same way Brian Jean has been saying, which is that we're all insulted by the fact that Mayor Coderre wants to somehow block the Energy East pipeline. Uh, and right now, thousands of Albertans are out of work. They're hurting. They're really, really hurting. And so to find out that after all of their generosity, 
when it comes to equalization payments and support, always being, never complaining, always being so generous to the Federation that when they need support, that someone would turn their back on them and try and deny their livelihood was, you know, it was really uncalled for. Uh, so my, my message to Mr. Trudeau was, this is your friend. Pick up the phone and call him. Use your influence. Tell him to have an open mind. Explain to him that these pipelines are the safest way to move this commodity to market. Uh, and, of course, that this is actually Canadian oil that will be refined in Canada that will create Canadian jobs, thousands of them. So uh, in Quebec even, uh, in Montreal. Uh, so it was, uh, you know, it was a, I think it was an embarrassing and sad moment for Canada when someone with such prominence would say something that, uh, that really seeks to deny the livelihood of, of another part of the country. And a former federal cabinet minister to boot, uh, Mr. Gene was on my show last Sunday, and uh, he made what I thought was a perfectly reasonable suggestion to Mayor Kader, who uh, we're trying to get on the show as well. Um, what, what, is he, what would you say to Mr. Kader specifically, personally? He, he's laughed off Saskatchewan Premier Brad Wall's suggestion. Quebec may want to return transfer payments if the mayors don't want to accept Energy East without their conditions being met. And by the way, the mayor doesn't, Mayor Kader doesn't have the right to deny the pipeline. Mr. Trudeau, as prime minister, can say it's going through. And that's the end of that song, if, if that's what the uh, Prime Minister would decide to do. What would you say to Mr. Kader if you were standing in front of him right now? I would say that he should have an open mind and an open heart. because, And if he is a Canadian, which I know he is, he's a Federalist, that he should look beyond his own backyard. And this is a nation-building project. This is about the prosperity of the country. And this is about... I know this is just an infrastructure project, but it, 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 it's providing hope and op optimism to people right now who don't have it. And so, for him to pile on in a negative way on top of this, it's just, it's shameful. I think it's shameful. I mean, he should rise above, you know, local parochial politics. And listen, I do not for one second think that people shouldn't have a say locally about a project. And there's an opportunity to do that. There's a process to participate in through the National Energy Board. There'll be consultations. Do, go ahead, do that. Participate. Ask the tough questions. But at the end of the day, you know, my, my concern is that these guys, they just don't want to see any pipelines built. It doesn't matter that it's the safest way. It doesn't matter that there will still be production of oil in this country and we'll move it by rail, which is worse environmentally than by pipeline. These guys just you know, the people that are behind these movements at the local level that, that incite this fear in, in people that live in these communities, it, it spread misinformation about the oil and gas sector and about pipelines in particular. They just don't want to see any of these pipelines ever built. So I would say to him, you know, look at the facts, ask tough questions, of course, but, you know, appeal to reason and, and to logic into science instead of the fear-mongering that some of these extreme environmental groups, uh, you know, are breeding across the country. Does Kader have a point at all about environmental concerns? You know what, he actually doesn't. Um, you should ask the tough questions about the environmental concerns, but let's be clear. The new, pipe, new pipelines in particular, but pipelines in general, are incredibly safe ways to move this product to Tidewater and to move this product, period. And pipelines are 
I mean, pipelines cover this continent. In fact, four major pipelines were constructed in the last 10 years that crisscrossed this country. They were built safely and in an environmentally sustainable way. Uh, there's very modern technology. Canada now has the strongest, toughest pipeline safety regime in the world that our, our uh, government brought in, including liability for up to a billion dollars uh, for any kind of, of accidents that may happen. And these accidents rarely, if ever, happen, but there's measures in place to make sure that uh, they're cleaned up properly and that the right people uh, pay for them. You know, in other words, the companies would have to, but they're a very, very safe way to move this commodity uh, to market. And, and at the end of the day, this is about actually using Canadian oil and Canadian refineries and creating Canadian jobs instead of shipping them, shipping it overseas, or worse yet, importing oil from Saudi Arabia and bringing it in on tankers through the St. Lawrence. It just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Neither does um, flushing 8 billion litres of fecal waste into the river, but they did that too. You, you've, you talked about the Prime Minister, you mentioned the, the, uh, the Mayor of Montreal. I know you have issues with the provincial government in Alberta as well. But I want to I want to ask you a question because this has been raised, uh, it was raised on the air, I've seen it raised in uh, news stories, I've heard, I think I've heard you say that we have a developing national unity issue here. Yes? We do. I, I know I was the first to say it and I think people, I had just come back from Alberta and I had met with hundreds of Alberta workers who had just lost their jobs and Mayor Coderre the next day said the things he had said and the anger was something I have never seen. And so, yes, I said it uh, for the first time last week. And I think people thought, well, that's unusual. And then they started to feel and hear the sentiment that was coming from Saskatchewan and Alberta. And yes, this will stoke a national unity uh, issue if it's not dealt with and if the prime minister doesn't, doesn't show leadership on this. And that's why I said to him, this is actually dividing the country. You need to pick up the phone and call Denny Coderre, call Kathleen Wynne. They're the two people that are, that are standing in the way of this pipeline. On the other end of it, in New Brunswick, where people are losing their jobs, the premier is a liberal and he supports it. I mean, this, it doesn't make any sense. So he has a connection, a very strong connection to these uh, two liberal uh, politicians. So he should use his influence. And the problem here, though, Roy, is that the starting point for the prime minister should be, he should be saying, we will build, we will build these pipelines because they're good for the economy of this country and the future prosperity of our nation. And we will build them in an environmentally sustainable way. But he doesn't start from there. He, he's not willing to say, we will build these. So there's no sense of confidence in the oil and gas community that any pipelines will be approved under this government. And look at their record. Gateway, the Gateway pipeline was approved. It was approved with 200 and some conditions attached to it. The proponent was working through those conditions. And what is the first, one of the first acts of this new government? They put a tanker ban, tanker traffic ban off the West Coast. Bam, Gateway is dead, dead in the water. So Watch Energy, Energy East has been going through their approval process. I mean, these approval processes take years and cost billions of dollars. So they're going to go through this whole thing like Gateway did. And, you know, let's say they're approved with a number of conditions attached that they have to meet. How do we know? How does the, how does the community, all the workers know if, there's, if, they'll actually, if it'll actually be built? What, what other obstacle 
will Trudeau's government throw in the way of this pipeline if it's approved? They did well, it to Gateway. It's interesting you mentioned that because um, we're recording this on Friday. Uh, I just read this morning that uh, First Nations chiefs are unhappy with the Trudeau government. They're saying that the Trudeau government has capitulated to the uh, to the energy sector with the rules and regulations they're putting in place. Yeah. Well, the, the bottom line is there are some groups, um, some groups that will never, ever support a pipeline, ever. Now, take some of the First Nations groups that were working with a proponent uh, for Gateway. There was a lot of First Nations that were supportive of Gateway, that had signed very good economic opportunity agreements with a proponent that were going to be working on the pipeline. And now none of those were consulted when they brought in that tanker ban off the West Coast. Now all of those First Nations that were going to see job creation, economic opportunities, it's gone. So yes, there are some First Nations uh, that, that side with the environmentalists. And listen, consultations have to happen, but they do happen. But at some point, if the project is going to be built in an environmentally safe way and in a sustainable way, it should move forward. You can't make everybody happy all the time. But, I I mean, at some point you have to build these things. Yeah, we have a country that has a reason to be together, and we we step up and help each other when the help is required. And the Western provinces have done that significantly and consistently with the equalization payments. And Quebec has been the largest recipient and uh, of those equalization payments. I hope to speak to Mr. Kader going forward. just want to run this by you. A friend of mine suggested this. Prime Minister met with Denny Kader. Prime Minister is going to meet with Premier Notley is today meeting with Saskatchewan Premier Bradwall. Again, we're recording this on Friday. The Prime Minister talks about finding consensus and being, I guess, a referee. So my friend is suggesting there's a formula waiting to come out of Trudeau's meetings with the Premiers of Saskatchewan and Alberta, and that will be a rail line between Calgary and Edmonton and Bombardier trains being involved, which will cause Denny Kadare to back off on objections to Energy East. That may be just fantasy, but for some strange reason, I start to see some logic there. Listen, I don't know how much, uh, you know, how it's sad. It's sad. It really is sad, though, that that you, you know you have to pay people uh, to support a project that's good for the country. That's 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 also sad in itself. But this is how because, some people we actually see dealings well, going on inside our own country. This is the expectation. Well, I this, know that everybody wants a piece of piece of something so that they can support a project that's yeah. actually going to build our nation. And that's really sad. I mean, I would hope that they would step up and say, we're here for the country, we're here for the Western provinces at a time of need, but also here for the country. This is good for the prosperity. Where do people think this money comes from to pay for health care and social services, all of the great things we enjoy in this country? It comes from the resource sector, a large part of it. I mean, it's not the biggest part of our GDP, but it is a large part of our GDP and a large part of our our tax base uh, and revenue base in this country. So, you know, it's it's, one thing that's good about this crisis is people are starting to wake up and understand how important this sector is to the prosperity of this country. But I I wish we, we, we didn't have to see people extort the government for money uh, just to give their permission for a pipeline to run through their backyard. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, Roy. Great to talk to you. Ron Ambrose, the Conservative Party interim leader federally. All right, we're going to take a break. I still want to talk to Denny Kader, the mayor of Montreal. Follows me on Twitter. Um, 
Mr. Mayor, AAA-225-8255. I'll let you talk. I will not interrupt. Make your case. We talked to the federal conservative leader. We talked to Brian Jean, who you said thinks the Flintstones are a documentary. Took exception to something Mr. Jean said, I guess. But we want to talk to you, Denny, and you never, well, until recently, you never said no to being on my show. So, we will come back and expand this a little more, and in the next half hour, we'll include your phone calls. Stay with us. Listening to The Roy Green Show, all along the Chorus Radio Network. Let me give you the phone numbers to call. 888-225-8255. 888-225-8255 is the number to call. Get rid of that music, please, Don. 888-225-8255 is the number for you to call. And uh, if you're in the Toronto area, 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400. I want you to tell me, tell all of us, is Denny Kader winning in this Energy East pipeline issue? Is he winning? Is Quebec calling the shots for the country? Or was Ronna Ambrose overstating the case as the federal conservative leader? You know that the um, you know that uh, Premier Brad Wall in Saskatchewan has said to Mr. Kader, well, look, maybe... Uh, if you guys don't want the Energy East pipeline, maybe you can return some of the billions of dollars in transfer payments. And Mr. Kader said to Brad Wall, well, look at your population. You're only a million and a half in Saskatchewan. We're over four million in the Montreal area. I don't know what that means. But as, I don't know what it means. Denny, call me. Tell me what it means. 888-225-8255. We'll get the mayor of Montreal on if you'll call. Um, is Danny Kader winning? Does Trudeau have to take a, a, a strong position? What's better? What's the better way to, to transport oil? Is it the pipelines or is it tankers and rail? Does Lac Megantic come to mind? The pipelines are the better idea. We already have so many of them. Is this political? What is it? Who's winning? 888-225-8255, Toronto 416-870-6400. It's the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. You'll hear, we'll hear your points of view, and I'm going to ask the questions I would ask Mr. Gadare if he were on the show. I'll ask them when we come back. Stay with us. Setting the standard for weekend news talk radio, this is the Roy Green Show along the Chorus Radio Network. I'm on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. So, um, the Energy's Pipeline. Ronna Ambrose said, she said she heard words after Denny Kader said he opposed the pipeline and the other mayors did. Ronna Ambrose told us, and you heard it, she heard words of anger she's never heard come from people in Alberta, and she may have said Saskatchewan. There are reasons to pull countries together. There are times we do things together. And this Energy East pipeline, given what's happening in the West, is one of those times. It's a connection between Alberta and New Brunswick. The Premier of New Brunswick is in favor. The mayors in Montreal area are not. And they're worried about the environment, and they're worried about economics. But the Prime Minister 
He's interested in building a consensus. The responsibility of the federal government is to establish a clear process whereby people can evaluate the projects in a rigorous and open manner, Trudeau said. The new review rules, I'm just reading a story here from CTV, he added the new review rules will include additional requirements forcing energy companies to take into account all greenhouse gas emissions, including those upstream. Upstream. That's beyond the pipeline. So, and I just want to read you, I'll go to your calls in a minute, AAA 225 Toronto 416-870-6400. Who's winning here? Kader? Is it a battle? Is it a national unity issue? There was a column that, uh, that ran in the, on the Globe and Mail by Yves Boisvert, who writes for La Presse, and he wrote in part, Why is it un-Canadian? The, t- the headline is, Why is it un-Canadian for Quebecers to oppose a pipeline? And he points to Premier Christy Clark's government rejection of... Uh, Expansion of Kinder Morgan's Trans Mountain Pipeline. And then he writes, so why is Montreal Mayor Denny Kader's rejection of the Energy East Pipeline tagged as parochial? Mr. Kader, speaking for mayors representing the 4 million residents of the greater Montreal area, said the project currently on the table is not acceptable. He raised concerns about possible oil leaks in a fragile environment and said the risks as of now greatly outweigh the small economic benefits for the Montreal area, Mr. Kader. Please, tankers on the St. Lawrence and rail cars filled with oil are preferable over a pipeline? Are they, Mr. Kader? The outrage in many quarters was spectacular, writes Yves Boisvert. Saskatchewan Premier Brad Wall suggested Quebec might return its equalization payments if it so dislikes Canadian oil. Others presented the pipeline as a nation-building project. To abandon it would threaten Canada's very existence, it seems. Is this a new transcontinental railway? Many mayors and groups across the country, including First Nations leaders, have raised concerns about, if not outright opposition to, Trans-Canada's Energy East project, writes Mr. Bovert. You can call it the Mimbis and Nimby syndrome, he writes, not in my backyard. You can debate the fantasy-like concept of zero environmental risk. You can argue that the project is good for Canada, may be vital to some areas. But why is it that when the opposition comes from Quebec, it seems to be un-Canadian, he writes. He adds, Mr. Kader, a former federal minister, would make a poor mascot for Quebec's independence movement, an option that touched a new low at 34% last week, according to a crop poll. His liberal and federalist credentials can be detected, detected in his DNA. It's, here's, listen to this. It's true that Quebec receives the most from the National Equalization Program, and it's true that Quebecers like to think of themselves as greener than green and generally underestimate the economic benefits of the oil industry for all of Canada. All right. It's true that Quebec receives the most from the National Equalization Program, and that's it. That's the only mention of the transfer payments, the Equalization Program, in Mr. Bobert's column. It's true that Quebec receives the most from the National Equalization Program, and it's true that Quebecers like to think of themselves as greener than green and generally underestimate the economic benefits of the oil industry for all of Canada. So it's all about Quebec. But does this mean environmental concerns are unacceptable if they come from a have-not province? Does it mean everyone in Quebec should just shut up? Triple A two two five eight two five five.
is my number. I have other things to say, but I'll hold on to them for a minute. And I also have the questions that I would ask Mr. Kader if he were on this show now. Follows me on Twitter. I follow him at the Roy Green Show. Eileen is in Calgary. Eileen, it's your turn. Um, Roy, uh, Rona Ambrose was right on the mark. Absolutely. I'm a native Calgarian, and I remember back when Quebec wanted to separate, and the whole country, including Western Canada, had people going there to beg them to stay in the country for the, you know, for the sake of Canada. And now they're, they're basically posturing because Ontario and Quebec each want a piece of the action before they're going to approve. And, uh, and we feel in Alberta like we've been kicked to the curb. And I, I tell you, if a petition were to start tomorrow to separate from Canada, I'd be right there with my pen to sign it. Seriously. I'm serious. Seriously. These guys don't smart Hold on a sec. Hold on, Eileen. You would, seri- Hold on. You would seriously say... They are going to cause the separation she of can't this hear country. Me. Eileen, you, seriously would, you would seriously sign a petition to leave Canada over the Energy East Pipeline issue? I would, because it's not just the Energy East Pipeline. Uh, you know, it, it's sort of the... the uh, it's a straw that broke the camel's back. Tell me this. Tell me this. If I were to talk to a group of people you know in Alberta, without you being present, would they say the same thing to me? I'd say a large proportion would. And uh, and when I read the papers and comments, there's a large proportion that are already thinking it. All right. Thank you, Eileen. Triple A two two five eight two five five Green Show. Chorus Radio Network, is this a national unity issue? Is it? Really? I think, is it, I think it is from the perspective that we should, as a nation, stand up for each other, and the West has stood up for the rest of this country with transfer payments for a long time, particularly Alberta and Saskatchewan most recently. Sean in Toronto. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, I'd like to talk about this issue with your pipeline. And yes, that. sir. Go ahead, this is only This is only the tip of the iceberg about what's been going on with Quebec for decades. Hold on a second. Hold on, Sean. Sean, let me ask you this question. Is this about the pipeline, or is it just about people being pissed off at Quebec? It's about both, I would say. Uh, I'm from Newfoundland and Labrador. For over, do you know anything about the uh, Churchill Falls projects? Not as much as you, a little bit. Well, but but let's deal. Uh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Over, I'm sorry. Well, there was two projects with the Upper Churchill. That's a done deal now, and that's the biggest ripoff in the history of any business deal anywhere in the world. But the Lower Churchill, uh, our governments, former governments, for for well over twenty years, were trying to to, to negotiate with Quebec to get an excess corridor through 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 their uh, their province. Uh, to transport hydroelectric power for the benefit of the rest of the country, and they have absolutely refused every time. Sean? And, yes? Is this a national unity issue? Is this yes. something, hold on, is this something that's going to grow beyond the mayors of the Montreal area, led by Denny Kadare, saying they don't like the energy situation the way it is now? He said he could moderate his position a little bit if things improved, or he might moderate his position. That's why I want him on the air. I want him to explain in his words, what he's saying to the rest of us. But is this about, is this about, is this going to be something that's going to grow much bigger, do you think? Tell me really quickly. 
Yes, I definitely think so. Uh, this lower Churchill project is half completed now. It's okay. a multi-billion dollar mega project. And after 20 years, uh, Danny Williams, uh, the former government, finally right. had to give up on it and said, we're going to have to figure out another way. And we have, we're planning to reroute the power across Newfoundland from Labrador and across the uh, undersea okay, I got to, you. to Nova Scotia. I got you, Sean. Thank you for the call. I got you. Let me take another call here, please. Triple eight two two five eight two five five. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. And entertaining. This is the Roy Green Show across the Chorus Radio Network. Roy Green Show. And um, send emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Just uh, checking Twitter here. Um, The Devil 6. Pipeline, New Brunswick will benefit, and Quebec will lose jobs at their port. Then he writes also the drugs and the illegal crap. Not sure what he means by that. Um, Let's go back to your calls. I'm going to read you the questions that I've been hanging on to for... Mayor Kader, if he comes on the show, Murray in Calgary. Murray, go ahead, please. Murray. Hello, Murray. Are you there, Murray? I can hear you breathing, Murray. Murray. Wake up. Can you guys hear Murray breathing? Okay. Yeah, we can all hear Murray breathing. Murray, turn the phone around. I don't know, I guess. I'm worried about Murray now. Paul is in Calgary. i got to let Murray go. I think he fell asleep. I think Murray was listening, and it wasn't us. He's got, I didn't get much sleep last night. Paul in Calgary, go ahead, please. Hey, guys, what's up with the phones? Paul, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead, please, Paul. All right, has something gone wrong with the phones in the studio? Try again there. Paul, can you hear me? All right, so we have a problem with our phones now. All right, let's try to fix that, please. And uh, I'll read you the... I'm sorry, folks. I'll read you the questions that I that I have for um, Mayor Kader. This is what I wanted to ask the mayor... If you come on this show, I was going to ask him where the oil entering Quebec comes from at this time, outside Canada, and what are the methods that are used to transport the oil? We know it's tanker rail and pipelines already, but I wanted to talk to the mayor about that. Uh, I wanted to ask him about his concerns about the existing, the safety of the existing pipelines going through Quebec. I wanted to ask him about the monies from transfer payments from Alberta and Saskatchewan. I wanted to ask him what the greater risk is, a pipeline under a bright national scrutiny or some other country's tankers or rail or like megantic disaster. You don't ever want another horrific situation like that. And we know that rail has been, we don't want them traveling by rail. We don't want the tanker cars filled with oil. 
I want to ask him whether they want the oil. Quebec, you see, still had the has the opportunity to create its own oil industry and be self-sufficient in natural gas development and production. I know about this stuff. It's a little detailed, so I'll wait until the mayor comes on the show to ask that question. I don't want to give it all away. Let's see if we can get back to the phone lines and see if they work for us. Well, that didn't work. Okay, we're going to try uh, try Paul again. Paul, are you there? All right. People are calling, and I can't put you on the air, so I don't know what to say to you other than say I'm sorry. And let me ask the studio to just reboot the phones. Let's not uh, let's not just try to repeat what's not working. Let's just reboot the phone system, and we'll get that thing resolved. Just turn everything off and turn everything on again. This would be like, you know, this would be like uh, if you were driving your car down the road and all of a sudden you had to pull over, <laughs> turn it off, and start it up again to get it to continue to drive down the road. The pipeline issue is one of really significant concern. And I'll tell you why. It goes beyond it goes beyond the pipeline itself. The pipeline is significantly important, hugely important. Because you have a, a large percentage of the Canadian population which is going to depend on that pipeline making it to New Brunswick. A, a percentage of the population that is in real economic trouble now. And I've seen a lot of social media activity where folks are gloating at, at Albertans. Oh, you had all that money and you blew it. Too bad that you're in the situation you're in now. That doesn't help anything. You have the real problem, the real issue, of getting the pipeline built, getting it operational, and getting it to help the Canadian economy. Because we're still going to be exporting oil. It's not going to disappear overnight. We will not suddenly have windmills everywhere and renewables everywhere. Oil will continue to be a significant and major component of our national economy for a long time to come. So why don't we all just start working together to make this thing work, to make it, to make it sustainable? Build the pipeline. The other concern that I have is that emotions start to get involved, and they already are. We've seen the exchanges between the Montreal mayor and Brian Jean of Wild Rose. We know that the Premier of Saskatchewan suggested to the Mayor of Montreal, maybe you'd like to return a lot of the equalization money. When you have these conversations taking place or statements being made at a high political level, it filters down. I'm not suggesting that there are better people than others, but it filters down and into the general national conversation. And people start to get edgy toward one another. There's a problem in the West. There's a problem in Alberta and Saskatchewan. has to do with global oil prices. It's affecting the provincial economies significantly. We should reach out to each other. With equalization payments, it doesn't get a lot of attention, but with equalization payments going to the have-not provinces, that reaching out takes place every year already, automatically. The bank accounts of the provinces that are in trouble need the infusion of cash from the provinces that are doing well. 
And so this has happened year after year after year. And Quebec has been the greatest net beneficiary. I know there's going to be people who are telling me, no, it's not the case. And you can do the formulas. And if you can prove it to me, I'll, 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 I'll if you can prove it to me, I'll agree with you. But at, at this juncture, I'm going to say to you that Quebec has been the greatest net beneficiary of the equalization payments. In any event, Quebec has done very well by the equalization payments. It doesn't help. It doesn't help to have the mayor of Montreal sniping with the leader of the Alberta Opposition Party. It doesn't help to have the Premier of Saskatchewan and the mayor of Montreal, through the media, taking runs at each other, or the issue. I like Mayor, um, I like Premier Wall a great deal. I think he'd make a great Prime Minister of Canada. And I used to say when Kader was the federal immigration minister that he was the best immigration minister that we had for a long time. He made sensible made very sensible suggestions that were shot down by his own prime minister, Jean Chrétien. These people have the opportunity and the ability to create um, an equitable reality and make something work for the rest of us, not only for themselves, but for the rest of us. Set the table. Right now there's growing anger and growing frustration. I see it in my emails. I see it on Twitter. I see it when we get our phones working. Um, we see it there. We've got the phones rebooted. All right. There's a long way to go on this issue, and we will travel the road together. This won't be the last time that we talk about it. It'll be the last time we talk about it this weekend, more than likely, but it won't be the last time we'll talk about it. In the interim, I would very much like to speak with the mayor of Montreal on this show and have him say his piece to the rest of, and particularly to the province of Alberta and the province of Saskatchewan. We have four radio stations in Alberta and Saskatchewan combined listening to this show. We have Chad in Edmonton, News Talk 770 in Calgary, CKOM in Saskatoon, and, uh, okay, okay, I've got to take a break. I'm sorry, I have to, I have to take a break. We'll come right back. Stay with us.